Hey everybody, welcome to the Retire with Freedom podcast. I'm Tad Hill alongside my beautiful and talented wife, Tony. This is the show all about achieving financial freedom so you can retire with confidence and accomplish your retirement dreams. Let's get started. And so what I want to do is introduce now uh, Jack Housen and Trent Redwine from Shepherd's Fold. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And so uh, Jack is the executive director and Trent is the director of operations for Shepherd's Fold. And uh, so this is crazy and kind of, I don't know, it's the truth. So I'm just going to say it. (laughs) We had uh, a, a, a client of our CPA who was a guest on our radio show. Several years ago. A like, while back. Yeah, two, three and, years and ago. Yeah. I guess somehow he knew that we did charitable stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember that conversation I, I coming guess up. he listens to the show, so maybe he heard people. And, so, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind us uh, saying this, but his name's Ron Richardson. Oh, my goodness. And, and, he's, and, and Ron is on your board. He well, is. Right? He's okay. actually the president of, the president of our board. And so Ron called our office a, a, a little while back mm-hmm. and spoke to Anna and said, hey, I've, I've got this great cause that, that I'm on the board. And I think he found out uh, about y'all through his church, mm-hmm. yep. which I think is, uh, I could get this wrong. I think he goes to Briarwood. No, no, no. He goes to Hunter Street Baptist. Hunter Church. Street Baptist. Okay. See, I'm glad you knew. I didn't know. Yes. So, so Ron called and said, you know, Hey Anna, you know, I, I know y'all do a get lot of charitable work and, and this is, you know, something I'm involved in. Would you please ask Tad and Tony if they would like to help if freedom financial would like to sponsor the event. And so we get calls like that a lot. And as long as, you know, it's somebody that we know and we have confidence that it's a good cause and that sort of thing, frankly, we don't think too much about it. We're just like, sure, we'll sponsor that. And then they said, well, <laughs> uh, Kay Ivey's going to be speaking. And uh, if you would like to be a, a, an event sponsor or the speaking sponsor, again, I don't even know all the details. <laughs> speaking it's like, you know, you can do that. And we're like, okay, sure. I still didn't really realize it was this big of a thing. I'm like, Anna's kind of catching me as in the hallway as I'm walking from <laughs> yeah. one thing yeah. to the next. And, and so I have a little bit of understanding of what Shepherd's Fold does. What little I know, I think it's a very underserved part of you know what what we do in in uh, in the world to help right. help God's creatures and God's people yeah. and Amen. you know all of that to I mean we're all yeah. uh, what what love love is the most important I, I I can't quote my Bible like I should be able to but I know <laughs> I know Jesus said that uh, you know of all of the things you wanted to love one another and uh, and I just to me that's what all the charitable work is doing it's it's Absolutely. really us having the opportunity to love on others uh, that. They could use some love, right? right. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm going to shut up now, which is which, having you guys here has gotten me to actually quit talking. Tony can't ever get it, <laughs> me good. to quit talking. So I'm going to turn it over to y'all. If y'all wouldn't mind, just kind of talk about Shepherd's Fold, what it is you do. Certainly. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I think it's important first of all to to note that uh, uh, Shepherd's Fold's been in, is a faith based nonprofit for 30 years, and it was actually started by Barry K. Beard. And I'm going to leave you a copy of her book, uh, Rogue Angel. Okay. And uh, this is her biography. Uh, but she at one time was one of the top 10 uh, most wanted female felons in America. Oh. And she was captured uh, and sent to Tutwiler, which is, of course, yeah, the women's prison Montgomery. in yeah. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And under her umbrella of faith, uh, she was soon, not too long after that, actually released. And she and her husband, Don, started Shepherd's Fold. It was one house, one building in the west end of Birmingham. 
And today it's blossomed, obviously, to a much larger opportunity uh, with our program. But uh, Mary Kate is kind of unique in herself from a legacy perspective because uh, she actually uh, was with Chuck Colson uh, for a long time with Prison Fellowship. Okay. And she also started the uh, uh, Angel Tree Ministry. Uh, which, as you know, yeah. helps uh, people, children, get, children yep. uh, to get, get their, gifts. To get children their gifts. I, had not, I wasn't familiar with either of those, but okay. Yeah, you know the angel. We get an angel off the Christmas yeah, tree. The, he, he did the Christmas tree, and you buy kids the you gifts. You buy a gift, oh. and it's for the, the those who are incarcerated, and that the way children, their children yeah. still get a Christmas, even though their parents may Yeah, our churches oh, have that. Do, cool. Do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I serve. So, Tony's the one that knows things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So for three, one of us has to know things. <laughs> so I was a chaplain for three years uh, at, in, in the state of Alabama prison system, and Angel Tree was a remarkable opportunity for these inmates to get gifts for their children at home when they can't be there. Yeah. So I think it's important to note because a lot of folks don't know about Shepherdsville, believe it or not, right. even though we've been doing this for I had years. never heard of it. And, and we've been involved in the charitable community here, and 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 even Tony, who knows things, yeah, you hadn't heard of it either, right? Not not Shepherd's Fold. Yeah. I knew about that. Yeah, but I'm, you knew about the Angel Tree. I did. Okay. And <laughs> we, I guess have we done that before? A bunch. Our okay. kids right. love our kids love doing that too. <laughs> being a nonprofit and being involved in what we do, the money that we do have come in because we don't have uh, we don't have backing as far as we don't get money from the state or get money from the feds because to do that then they regulate your program. Right. Uh, being a nonprofit and a Christian organization, uh, we just live off the donations that we get from the churches and the individuals who back us, and then also from the uh, individuals going through our program. And we'll get to that when we start explaining our program to you. Um, it's not much, and it's not enough to keep it operating. So we just depend on God to be able to do it, and so therefore, and He provides. He does provide. He yeah, does. So, he does provide. So and I once asked God for a million dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know what His answer was to me? He said, "Jack, if I gave you a million dollars, you wouldn't trust me every day to handle the business of Shepherd's Fold." I said, Amen. "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I hear you." So therefore, there's not a lot of funds left over for the advertisement in yeah. order to get the name out, because the fact is, is this is a need. There's people that, that either know someone incarcerated or they have family that's incarcerated, and they don't know how those people are going to get back into society when they get out because each individual still has a life that they're living, mm -hmm. and they get used to their support system and their routine. When you bring somebody that has absolutely no support and put them in the middle of that, now that person has to support two people. So you're not just affecting the one coming out. The people that are out here living their lives get affected by that. Oh, yeah. And if there's not something in place to, to help mediate that difference, to, to, to bring them up to the level, that could crash two people out. Yeah, if you, you've got to have, and again, I'm, that's why we ha we're having you on to talk about your program, but I'm, a guess, I'm guessing there's some sort of rehabilitation or, or something you do Counseling. to prepare people for reentry into society. Well, Absolutely. And, and I think it's important to note that, that we, we are not a halfway house. If I could change the vernacular, Amen. we are not a halfway house. We are a six-month transitional ministry. All our goal is to help these men become productive citizens. We try to help them change their institutional thinking and their hearts for Christ. Uh, and, and we do that in a way that provides them what they need. When they come out of prison, they have nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you e-verify in the state of Alabama, you got to have a photo ID and one other ID. So these folks, they don't have IDs. They don't have Social Security cards. They don't have uh, you know, birth certificates. So let's talk about those obstacles, the, yeah. the, the things that someone coming out of incarceration, if they've been locked up 5, 10, 15, 20 years, there's a certain sense of entitlement that they get in them being behind the fence because their laundry's taken care of, their food's taken care of, they have mm. no bills. 
they have no well they lose that they, they lose that sense of responsibility so when they come out they're expect, expecting it to be given to them as it has behind the fence because that's what they've been taught that's oh, interesting that is so there's obstacles to someone coming out and when they get out there's three things that they need to be successful once they get out of a prison they have got to have a bed to sleep in and a roof over their head mm-hmm. they have got to have uh transportation to get to where they need to be medical reasons uh job reasons going for interviews if they don't have reliable transportation they're not going to succeed and they need to make sure that i got a, a warm uh, meal in their belly at the end of the day because you do get a job and you go out there especially starting off at that level you know a lot of these guys are 30 40 50 years old they come out and have to start in the bottom uh, right. of whatever they get into mm-hmm. well they come home from working 10 12 hours a day they're hungry yeah they're, they're hungry. They want something to, that they need something to boost their energy to get some rest to get up and get the next day so that they can face it. You let one of those three fall through and that person's not going to make it. They're going to fail. Hey, everybody, if you really want to get a handle on your retirement plan, I strongly encourage you to give us a call at 205 988 0006, or you can text that number as well. That's 205 988 0006. Or go to our website, askfreedomfinancial.com. That's askfreedomfinancial.com and schedule your free consultation. Here's what happens when you come see us. We just sit down, we get to know each other. We're gathering a lot of information that we need to be able to help you analyze where you stand. We will give you very direct, common sense feedback about the things going well, the things that need to be addressed anything that needs to be fixed or questions that need to be answered, we will go through and explain exactly how our process works and how that process is designed to answer those questions for you. It does not cost a nickel. If we decide to work together, then we will. We'll explain how all that works and how we get paid and any other questions that might be on your mind. I just want you to know that the intention of this consultation is for you and your family to leave with significantly more clarity about where you stand and what needs to happen for you to get the right retirement plan in place for you and your family. So do yourself a favor and take some action. Give us a call or text 205-988-0006. That's 205-988-0006. Or go to askfreedomfinancial.com and request a free consultation. I feel certain you'll be glad you did. And so how does your program uh, create the uh, the environment to have the greatest chance of success for those um, folks. Number one is one thing that that we are really strong in is we don't believe that men coming out of prison need a babysitter. Right. They need accountability. They don't need a babysitter. They don't need somebody looking over their shoulder trying to beat them with a Bible or trying to uh, tell them how to live every moment. Okay. They they know how to live. They're adults. They they've been through some pretty intense uh environment they've had people looking over their shoulder for however many years they've been in. they don't need that what they need is accountability so first you let them have their freedom you let them have their freedom uh they can come and go as they please uh they have to sign out when they leave they have to let us know they've got curfews that they have to make uh when they come in i tell them look this program is not based on time although it is a six-month program the state says you have to be here for at least six months Mm -hmm. But to graduate or to get a certificate of completion from our program, you have to complete requirements, not time. Time is what their sentence was based on. Time is what their punishment was based on. Time They can set out the time, 
Right. But accomplishing something to move your life forward is the goal here. Yeah. And so you start at phase one when they get to us. Yeah. In order to get to phase two, you have to have all your IDs, birth certificate, social security card, and drivers or non-drivers photo ID. Mm. Mm. So how do y'all? How does your program? Yeah, dig through the red tape yeah, or whatever. How do you, how do you, how do you get help that? these people do all this? We utilize other uh, agencies that do this really well. I'm not trying to be a, a, a drug rehab. We're not trying to be a ID place. We're trying to. So there's other organizations that do this really well, and we utilize those organizations and get the people where they need to. Once we identify the issues each one has, and then we use those other organizations to accomplish it to get their IDs. Once they get that, then they can be e-verified to get a job. Do you all do, like, job training and that sort of thing? To- well, that's a, that's a great segue. It really is because uh, that's very important. Some folks don't have GEDs. Yeah. Uh, some folks have been locked up for so long, they don't even know how to use a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's important that they get these basic skills. So we, we have relationships with Lawson State Community College, Jefferson State Community College, uh, other educational programs that these folks can participate in in order to get that uh, that that kind of uh, training which they have not had uh, we also work with other programs that actually teach them certain things like how to you know how to drive a truck or how to uh, use a forklift or whatever right because my, my goal and I think Trent's goal is I, I don't want them to get a minimum wage job I want them mm-hmm. to have a job that they can be able to when they graduate from our program they can actually uh, you know, be productive citizens. So, yeah. so, but I think it's very important to make that note that we really work very aggressively to pursue uh, ways and means by which to get these men the education they need, the job skills they need, whether it's re- return to work programs mm-hmm. or whatever. They, and that's what's worked out so well. And we've not only worked with uh, Jefferson State Community College in Lawson, but we also work with J.I. Ingram. Now, J.I. Ingram is J.F. Ingram. J.F. Ingram, excuse me, which is kind of the prison side. Of, uh, of work schedule, and Trent could probably speak a little more about that. It is, and uh, just just full, what's the right word here, letting you all know about me, I was in prison. Okay. I did eight years in prison. Uh, I came out in 2013 um, and was involved in a program that I came through in the same building we're in now, but it was a different program. Um, after I completed that program, I became a driver for them, and just getting involved, I wound up becoming their director of operation because it was kind of like, what I did in my past. I used to be a zone manager for a mobile home company in the southeastern region of the United States. So dealing with people was kind of my thing. And uh, getting involved with them, um, they went away. I got a different job, and then Jack pursued me for Shepherd's Fold when they got this building. And being involved with them and just knowing the issues they face to get past, it's kind of a a good perspective to have to know that, that there are people out here who will help. There's issues out here that could be taken care of. The systems are already in place. It's just getting the people to them and making it known so that they can get past the issues because everybody's story is different. So right. what makes the difference? Providing what they need, along with the education and the uh, job training that we can partner up with and do. We have five computers at the center um, that are hooked up to Internet where they can go on and do their interviews, or some of them have Zoom meetings. Now they do like anger management classes. They do, but a lot of them are done on Zoom meetings. So they can sit down, and, and it it actually opened a door. I mean, as bad as COVID was, it's actually made a more efficient system to where these guys, maybe we can't get them all the way up to Roebuck to make a meeting. Maybe we can't get them all the way down to Alabaster to make a meeting, but they can get on the Zoom and do it right there at the center. I was going to ask you this one thing. You know, you're talking about what about family and 
you know, relationship kind of counseling. Do y'all do that too? Like you were talking about when you introduce somebody back into the family, mm-hmm. yes. do y'all kind of no, help great, with that great, too? That's a great point. So one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to let fundraising for battered women and children is, is easy. But when you're dealing with convicts, it's hard to do. So what we're trying to do is kind of rebrand that. And we're trying to say these men are probably fathers, mm-hmm. sons, and whatever. So they take a different perspective on who these folks are behind the fence. Now, one of the things we do is an application process to come to our program. We work very closely with the Pardons and Parole uh, Board, but we want to make sure that we're a good match for them and that they're a good match for us. And we oftentimes will aggressively try to get folks uh, who who live in the area because I want their families involved. We encourage that family. I want them to go home with their families. I want them to pursue that. So. So we do. We make it a very strong effort to try to get the folks involved. Yeah, because if they've got family connections oh, yeah. in, in the community, then they. So, so Trent, you're a you're a prime example of the success of a program like this. Correct. You, you weren't part of this program, but you were part of a a different program. Right. And so you're living proof of of being able to go through an experience like that and come out and be uh, a benefit to the community. It, and the biggest difference that I could say in, in being from my perspective is the perception. Yeah. It's the perception of what you take of the situation you have. There's two ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. You can look at it as it's holding you back or it's caused you to stumble and fall, or it can use that that same issue that took place as uh, momentum to take you into places because you're getting to meet people you didn't know before. Yeah, You know, the people that are put in authority over someone that goes through that, they're people too. Yeah. Yeah. That they, they have issues. They have problems. They have stuff that they go to. And sometimes they have nobody to listen. And a lot of times just getting to know people and the psychology of what we do, um, a lot of t- it, what you see in that person or what caused that person to go to prison, that's the symptom of the problem. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Insurance services provided through Freedom Financial Group. Any and all other services related to insurance are an outside-of-business activity and are not offered through or supervised by AE Wealth Management, LLC. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Freedom Financial Group. Freedom Financial Group is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Freedom Financial Group are not subject to investment advisor requirements. AEWM and Freedom Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Freedom Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this podcast shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Freedom Financial Group.